It's a computer. And we are live. Welcome in to News Made Simple, where we say a quiet parts out loud. And we do that for you so that you can take the news of what has happened in the last week and digest it and see what comes out the other end, as Michael Scott would say. So as always, we want to say thank you to the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. If you guys haven't been paying attention, um, it's pretty important that you get your Bitcoin off the exchanges. So go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off and get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet and put that in cold storage. Put your coins in cold storage and also tons of stuff going on at Movies Plus. So shout out to Movies Plus and you can check out um, Hard Money with Natalie Brunel on there weekly. So uh, that's the latest Bitcoin thing that's going on there. So we're, we are pulling out all the stops. We're going crazy there. Please check it out. Help uh, support a Bitcoin company, but uh, Movies Plus is. So anyways, Phil, what is going on in the world of Bitcoin? Uh, it's a bear market. It's a lovely, lovely bear market. I need to let me get rid of these notifications. On my I got to say, a bear market, this is my first bear market. Is this your first bear market? Yeah, or? yeah. It's- I came in just a little before you. I came in at the end of 2019. Okay. But yeah, it's like no kidding, but the building happens in the bear market and everyone has to just bitch about stupid stuff. I mean, when it comes to insolvencies and whatnot, that's understandable. And that should be talked about in the public square, but it's just the mayhem of people having PTSD from, I guess, 2017 bear market and bear markets Lots before of that it's bitcoin derangement syndrome going around exactly. and like it is it's funny i won't say who it was but it's a it's an og um that's probably like this they've been in every bear market um and i asked them i said i didn't know bear markets were like this <laughs> <laughs> i said this is crazy i love it um and and he said, yeah, we always uh, crucify a few of our own during a bear market. Um, so, you know, I think I said this before, before I really even understood it, is that Bitcoin is all about surviving and being there, remaining a, remaining a Bitcoiner to the end is the real challenge. You know, it's like stack your Bitcoin, but also don't, don't get Bitcoin derangement syndrome. You know, we all sit on Twitter and talk about Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. But like, go outside you know, put your feet in the grass, um, maybe have some other hobbies because, uh, <laughs> you know, BDS will come for you. Um, but anyway, so yeah, in the news, I mean, I don't know, we've seen a couple uh, meltdowns. Yeah. And I haven't like done too many deep dives. So we're going to just kind of try to do everything like kind of high level overview, but for some headlines as of the last uh, hour or so, Atlanta Fed uh, says that uh, Q2 GDP now is negative uh, 1.9%. So bear market signal number one for just everything, not just crypto, but everything. And then we also have U.S. unemployment uh, claims hit six-month high of 235000 That's so. That's a good sign, right? That means healthy economy. We're yeah. building back flatter. Mm-hmm. Build back flatter. That's great. Flatten the economy. Uh, economy. Flatten economy. the economy. Mm-hmm. Just build back flatter. And then 
one another bear signal, especially for Bitcoin, is that Daniel DiMartino Booth had a tweet at, that uh, shows a graph here. I share my screen, but uh, I don't want to. I don't feel like it. But uh, basically, she's saying desperately seeking new next retribution, and this comes from a quote um, saying. Uh, recent build up in open interest for Bitcoin futures is eerily similar to that seen just before contract began a long descent from late 2021. So that suggests the recent consolidation around 20,000 mark is just a pause for another leg south. So basically it has like a graph just going down to the right and below that are a little like volume like BART um, graphs. And I think they're the, like the bars, like the peaks and the troughs, it, they're showing just interest of uh, like futures markets. And I think more is basically coming on. And I mentioned a couple of times that futures markets are basically just ways to manipulate the price of Bitcoin even further. And so with more of those coming on, as well as these continued liquidations that we're going to see, we can expect Bitcoin to go lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, this isn't financial advice. But, uh, you know, I, I've had that article come out in Bitcoin magazine about how I thought this time would be different. Um, and I have learned my lesson. And it's not going to be the last lesson that Bitcoin teaches me. But, um, you know, hang tight, everybody. Like I said, don't risk more money. You know, the advice is put only invest money that you are okay with not touching for four years. And just stack that's what you should do also you know like just general advice i know people know this but like it's really easy to lower your overhead when things are getting crazy like this you know like sometimes you get to a point you're like i feel like i can't cut anything but i'm like you know if like push comes to shove like you know there are things you can eliminate i remember when times were really lean business-wise i literally and I don't have like, I'm not like a major drinker, but I'll probably have, let's just say over the course of a week, an average of one and a half beers a day, um, you know, but some days none, some days more. And I went like nine months. I just was like, well, I like the business is lean. Everything's tight. I got to suck in, tighten my belt. Like I didn't drink beer for like nine months. And like, I mean, you know, it was part of it, like kind of healthy, you know, it actually helped a little bit on the health side, but you know, there are places you can eliminate. Um, you can eliminate your spending. You can, you know, eat in. Uh, thankfully, my wife, eat, you know, cooks all the time. So, you know, she we, we eat in a lot. Um, yeah, it's just, just be cautious uh, because more of these meltdowns are on the way. Um, I mean, I fully believe that, you know, the Fed's going to keep tightening. Oh, yeah. They're going to raise rates because they don't give a shit. I mean, in, in a way, like I kind of get it, like you have, like from their perspective. So like, this is what people have to do. You have to look at it. By the way, hold on. I'm going to ask you what you're about to say. It's not because of inflation. Okay. So if you were planning on saying that, they're not doing this because of inflation. But no, go ahead. no, no. Yeah. So what I was going to say is that like, I mean, you kind of opened my eyes to it a little bit, Phil, but like they don't give a hoot about inflation anything like that making your life better you have to look at 
when you're trying to figure out somebody's motives and incentives, you have to look at the incentive structure and their incentive is to remain the dominant global currency by any means necessary. And debatable. I don't, I mean, what don't you want to, don't you think they just want to keep dollar dominance surging? Uh, to some extent, but Powell doesn't want, <clears throat> he, he sees the, the perils that the Triffin dilemma has has uh, brought upon the United States. And this is just the whole dollar milkshake theory. All these sovereign net crises happen everywhere. And all this, this capital floods through the dollar in the United States. That is part of the process to rebuild manufacturing, rebuild, just make build back better for America in the not Davos way. And Powell even said that, and I've said this, I think, a couple of times on the show that he doesn't want to be the global reserve currency. There's more room for more than one global reserve currency in the United, in, in the world. And we're plainly seeing that with the ruble. And it would make a lot of sense to me if that if the ruble became the reserve currency in the global south. And it's just like all this, the the heads are coming home to roost, not only because of manipulation and interest rates and just money printing but also because of money printing of like having to export our inflation because of shipping dilemma and having to rely on other people to make our shit and buy it mm-hmm. cheaply and so it's it's burdensome and i think we're seeing that a little bit with china's belt and road initiative because that's burdensome because yeah they're they have all this money that they're investing in like these like island countries or everywhere else in the world africa but that's also a way that they're exporting their inflation. And so, I mean, it's just a lot of things to, to juggle. And so the raising rates would basically destroy the notion that they are the global financial protectors, the feds off the reservation. They want to destroy all the other central banks in the world. So they went independent then. Yeah. Uh, last June, last June, not this June 2022, last June 2021, as Tom Longo says, on June 16th, when Powell raised five basis points in the reverse repo markets, that was basically Powell's foot in the door of saying or declaring the Federal Reserve's financial independence from the rest of the world. Which, I mean, makes total sense because, like, it, there's nothing more frustrating than when you're dependent on other things or people. Um, and so the easiest way to control your own house is to, you know, have your house only influenced by what's inside it. Yeah. Um, so that makes like sense. Th- he, he's forcing the bear market, the crash that we have needed. And he's, he's not doing this because he's an Austrian economist. He's mm-hmm. doing this out of necessity to preserve whatever value status the dollar has. And he's doing this to preserve the power of the banking cartel that is only possible because of the federal reserve system mm-hmm. and i i sound like a broken record but it's so goddamn important for people to hear this but what this whole modern monetary theory uh digital currency issued by the imf for the entire globe that destroys the cartel and the power that the banks have in the united states because it renders them useless as everything is top down from the Federal Reserve itself, from the central bank. And Powell is divorcing whatever New World Order, global homo, financial 
authoritarian agenda that is coming out of Europe. And so that's why he's doing this. It's not to quell inflation, that it's going to help with that and also like demand destruction, but it's to basically reset everything and maintain America's financial status as a, a power, but not a global power, because the global power has, you know, rendered America to be powerless or lose power mm-hmm. because of how, of just how far, how far it, America has spread itself financially and all the other foreign influence. Mm-hmm. And this is why LIBOR is important. Um, not only was raising the five basis points in the reverse repo payout facilities, a step of Federal Reserve financial independence from the rest of the world, but also divorcing America's monetary uh, policy from LIBOR onto SOFR, because LIBOR was just a the London interbank overnight rate between basically like the Fed funds rate, but for banks in London and like Europe, that's how they index all their debt. And so, you know, banks would issue loans or whatever, like LIBOR plus 3% or whatever it was. And if anybody wants, like, if you want a really good explanation of it, you go to the Phil's first episode on the network back in like April with Tom Luongo and you guys discussed it really well there. But anyway, continue. the, The LIBOR twist. And now... And, and I found this great podcast by JP Morgan of how important it is to get off LIBOR and get onto SOFR. And SOFR is a rate that is actually based on capital markets, like between financial institutions. And so it's based off of, and not the free market, but a free-ish market, a market is based on something real, actual market activity, rather than just some like bankers, oligarchs deciding what the fuck is going to be arbitrarily in London. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that was another, you know, foot in the door of Federal Reserve financial independence from the rest of the world. And so. everything that we have seen, whether it's stimulus, just, you know, helicopter money and political embarrassments, like pulling out of Afghanistan and keep funding Ukraine. These are just strategies to embarrass the United States financially, militarily, culturally, politically. And it's all sending out of Europe because Europe wants to take back monetary control. And the way that you do that is take out the monetary hegemon that is the Federal Reserve. And the Fed has tools in its tool belt by tightening and getting off of LIBOR and raising rates. And so this is all just about Federal Reserve independence. And Daniel DiMartino Booth uh, is a really good advocate on this not not as like blatantly and explicit as i or tom might describe it but it was funny i was watching an interview of her a couple weeks ago on this like gold conference i can't remember but um she was basically like on team pal when he first got confirmed and she was a little disappointed when he was sorry rate he tried to raise rates but he backed off in 2018 and he had to do all the COVID stimulus but i think he was politically forced and pushed into a corner because you have to do everything to get reconfirmed as Fed chair. And also I think there could possibly have been attempts of political assassination. So you gotta, you gotta play your cards carefully when you're in a position like that. Mm -hmm. And 
at the end of the day, he comes from private equity. They call him private equity pal for a reason. And the shareholders of the Federal Reserve are the commercial banks, the banking cartel. And so he's taking orders from them. And that's the life that he came from. He's, I guess he's a lawyer as well. And he has a history of, of compromising with both sides of the political aisle. Even Obama said that he was great at that. And uh, when I think, I don't think Obama swore him in, I forget, it was like some uh, lawyer thing, but um, he has, he's, he's played his cards right in the, just in, in the political schmoozing uh, yeah. field. If you just, you have to look at the, the incentive structure and, and follow where it's going to go and it's going to keep going mm-hmm. that way. And Magoo, our well, buddy, our buddy Magoo has been, you know, on that too. Like, you know, he kind of, I mean, it, it really opened my eyes to, cause he has, I think, I, I forget exactly. He, he said it in the podcast I had him on back in April, but like, um, I think his family has a history of like working in like the, markets and all that kind of stuff so he like grew up around this and his reason for calling he was like it's just you could feel the hopium in the air yeah and like looking back on it i'm like you know what we were all drinking we were all sucking down that hopium and ignoring the the facts that were staring us in the face mm-hmm. um you know so follow the incentive structure and and all that speaking of private equity um we've seen a few private equity uh, companies take a hit because oh I don't know BlockFi sold for like a dollar. I mean, what did they sell for? They sold for two hundred and fifty million. Uh, two hundred forty, I believe. I'm trying to find where I uh, yeah, they I had sold, that. They sold for two hundred and forty something. Um. And the funny thing is the rumor initially was that they sold for 25 million and mm-hmm. it was totally believable. And everybody was like, yep. Like that makes sense. I mean, they still. Yeah. I was in a spaces with Magoo and he was talking like, yeah, any headline that first comes out about something that happens like this, it is just a headline and it's going to be similar to what actually happens in reality, but it's going to, just like lead people astray and confuse them at first so 25 million but then it ends up being like 240 or 50 million which leaves the equity investors wiped out right like i think i'm pretty sure they got wiped out but like all the depositors as they should the depositors get their money back no Um, of course not they don't i i wouldn't believe so Mm. Or I, I don't know the details of, of this deal. Yeah, I guess we don't know the details. But the point is, we're seeing a contagion effect where all of a sudden, all these places that were earning yield, you know, lots of people have been saying it. They're like, if you're wondering where the yield is coming from, you are the yield. Because let's just say, they, and again, this isn't financial advice. If you lend your Bitcoin to somebody and you're going to get 5% returns, uh, where do you think that 5% is coming from? They're turning around and lending your Bitcoin for 6% and so on and so on and so on. Um, So I read the one, I forget where, but I read one place where it was like, it was through like four agencies. It was like the consumer got 5%, then like 
that company lent it out for 6%, who lent it out to somebody for 7 who lent it out to somebody for 8 Yeah. And it's Corey, like, Corey at Swan did a, a great little tweet about this, how it was basically like the domino effect. Like, um, I, I, I'm going to mix up the, the names and the percentages, but basically, uh, you know, BlockFi runs out to uh, uh, 3AC, but BlockFi offers 5%. They lend out to 3AC at 6%. Uh, 3AC lends out to Voyager 7. It, it's just like a, a whole domino like stack, like pyramid thing where everyone just has to like, you know, make make their uh, profit wherever they can. And it's just built on like faith and, and trust that you're actually going to get paid that interest mm-hmm. and trusting that they're actually making true spreads and that they're they're good for their money. Yeah. I mean, talk about a house of cards, quite literally a domino effect. Yeah, that's set up to to melt down. So um, again, to mention our, you know, our lovely sponsor, the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. This is I know they are our sponsors. So that's why we bring them up all the time. But quite seriously, people, uh, if you might be one of the people that had your coins stuck at BlockFi or Celsius or one of the places that's going under um, and and it's really sad. Um, I feel really, really bad. And this is why I hate um, all the heat that people try to put on Bitcoin maxis because, um, you know, I see all these posts online of people like really uh, like they're like, I've, I'm numb. I've lost everything, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, like people talking about like ending it all. And it's just it's like there are real people's lives at stake and they're like they're like their livelihoods are being ruined. Um so, you know, I maybe learned my lesson, like, I've learned a lesson through this, because let's just be honest, if you read my article on Bitcoin Magazine, I was like total noob, still a noob, will be a noob forever. Um, but I, you know, when I started the podcast, if BlockFi would have come to me and said, hey, say this crap, you know, I wouldn't have understood it. And I would have been yeah. like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um and if there's anything I've learned through all this, it is that, no, you need to be a lot more careful. And so, like, yeah. the only thing that I'm comfortable with sponsoring is something like Shift Crypto's Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, because it is a simple and easy, easy to use way to move your coins off the exchange and into cold storage. Um, and, and I can say that with full confidence. So we... Um, we'll do our best to commit to not ever shilling anything that could lead to anything dangerous. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, it's a lesson I learned that, you know, I could have been, I could have been an idiot. They could have fallen for that. Um, and so thankfully I didn't, but, you know, get your, go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin made simple promo code, Bitcoin made simple. You get 5% off and you'll protect yourself. And if you lost everything and you got locked out, don't despair. Just keep stacking sats. It's on sale and we'll get even lower. You will get, you will get a better price. Just keep increase your cash flows and stack sats with money that you can afford to not touch for four years. And, uh, you know, just uh, keep your head down and keep your chin up, keep your chin up, but your head down because, I've seen uh, some people get their egos a little too big, and we won't name names because no. we're not go- we're not a gossip column. But um, we're not Gawker. No, but 
I will just say in general to people, uh, egos are, hubris is a dangerous drug and it takes a lot of people down. And, and when you look around the space, the people that have been here the longest that are in the best standing and the wisest uh, to listen to, uh, they have one thing in, in common and it's that they're very humble. Um, so Matt O'Dell said it. I quoted him in the article because I said, really, that's the name of the game is to stay humble and stack sat. So Phil, what else, what other news topics do we have other than businesses yeah, so, melting down? And Well, well, let, let's go back to the contagion and just give like a high level overview of kind of what we've seen this year so far. So I, I think it started with BlockFi in early 2022. They were fined hundred million by the SEC. And, I remember that like live yeah. happening. Uh, we were on like a Twitter spaces and like somebody was like, uh, guys. Um. <laughs> yeah. So they got fined for violating the Securities Act of 1933 and the Investment Company Act of 1940 on the terms that their settlement with the SEC uh, for, in regards to those settlements, they had to discontinue interest accounts for new customers. So uh, their main moneymaker was shut down funny enough and then i guess they started issuing out like the credit cards and stuff like oh but don't uh don't despair people and you know that's just making me think of that hilarious i will name names that uh video of like pomp saying bullish 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 on whatever the the show he does with his wife lunch money it's just hilarious and like you going back black five boom yeah yeah and and you going back to yeah, I, if Block if I paid me a bunch of this, like I wouldn't know what's going on. Probably, like Pomp probably knew very well what was going oh, on. He, was an he just had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And but it, it this just kind of goes to show that like money talks. And so now I'm not saying Pomp is easily uh, like tricked into like not knowing how this works because he's an investor. But uh, anyone that is trying to do a show, I can see how that is tempting a tempting offer. But BlockFi side. Um, Fast forward to May, and we discussed this, but uh, Terra Luna imploded, and that caused just another domino effect of liquidation in, in bank runs throughout crypto, and that's kind of what led to counterparties such as Celsius and BlockFi and Voyager and all of them to default, because this goes back to the House of Cards that we mentioned. And then when 3Arrows Capital, 3AC, recently blew up, that basically left a lot of other counterparties uh, just... Uh, susceptible and Celsius is uh, they first halted withdrawals and is now entering into a potential bankruptcy. And I, is it also um, FTX that is bailing them out too, or are we not entirely sure? I think so. I mean, I saw somebody say they're like, where's FTX getting all this money? Yeah. Like, so they're just, I mean, the... mm-hmm. They're just the the rescuer of last resort. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, people have compared to what he's doing to what JP Morgan did in 1907, I think, during that panic. Not to be a but, conspiracy theorist, but was this orchestrated? Yeah, I think it absolutely was. I mean, I think it was, you know, whether you want to blame Soros or whoever, there's higher powers institutions, I believe. I don't have, like, the proof, but I think it's just, like, common knowledge if you just have an inkling of an idea of like how these things work soros money was kind of like behind all this and or his buddies powers that be from the wef 
said, hey, we are threatened by crypto. We need to take advantage of this. So we're going to have, uh, I mean, maybe that's some some of where Alameda money comes from, uh, that kind of influence. But essentially, this was just like a big buyout by one of the biggest players. I mean, FTX, he was funded by Alameda. I think there is both uh, Sam Bacon Freed's, uh, uh, you know, uh, corporations, companies, funds, whatever you want to call them. But FTX recently, uh, they came to the rescue with $400 million, uh, which uh, providing a credit facility and an uh, option to purchase BlockFi for 25 to $250 million. Uh, oh, that's actually based on def- uh, performance goals. So I guess if BlockFi keeps shitting the bed, uh, they'll just be bought out for more. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, I, I think that this was an orchestrated attack to consolidate all these crypto companies under one hood being FTX slash Alameda. And again, this is because of people like Christine Lagarde herself and others that agree with her, all these probably MMTers say that crypto is a escape hatch and that's what they're trying to shut off, right? Mm -hmm. They won't succeed. I mean, they will to an extent. Oh yeah, short, short term though. Yeah. Though they're causing pain and they're, you know, making things fall, but long term, you know, water finds its level and water, if you've ever tried to make an ice rink in your backyard, backyard like me, um, which I eventually succeeded at. But uh, if there is a hole to escape from, that water will get through it. It will find the hole in the plastic and get out. So, um, you know, that's just uh, what's going to happen here with Bitcoin. It might take a little bit longer than we all had hoped and wished and dreamed for. But, um, you know, I, I like think we're done with the price prediction part of it because, I mean, at this point, who cares? Um, it's dead. It's over. Bitcoin's done forever. So nobody should buy it. Everybody should walk away from it. And I'll take every single Bitcoin that's left. I love the people that are like, what if Bitcoin goes to zero? And there's like a million, millions of us that are like, I will literally absorb all of them. I will take them all and they will all be mine. And then one day somebody will come by and go, hey, can I have one for like a buck? <laughs> then then you have a market. Then it's yeah. back. It's not. So anyways, just kidding, folks. There is no Bitcoin going to zero. There is uh, Bitcoin just uh, chopping through the waters here. And um you know, I hate to sound like bearish and uh, like we're all down and blah, blah, blah. But it's really, it's, it's stack your, it's, it's stacking time. It's, you know, building is done during the bear markets. You know, like Phil and I said, this is our first one to go through. Um, and it's clear as day to me now, looking back at old ones, like, oh, those were the people that were building. Those were the people that were, you know, crushing it. Um, like even, I'll just give you an example with like movies plus, like I said, there let's just say hypothetically whenever if I was a person that owned movies plus and we took on a Bitcoin investment and the invest and then Bitcoin mooned um, movies plus would be killing it without having done anything other than hold Bitcoin. And in retrospect, that is not a good strategy. Not that that was my strategy. I'm just saying, but like 
I think a lot of people fall into that, uh, that, that, oh, I bought some Bitcoin at this, like, so I'm set right now because when it hits 100K, I'm going to be crushing it. Um, and uh, really, it's all about the cash flow game. So thankfully, I didn't take my eye off the ball, but I did. I was thinking about it recently and looking at it. And I was like, God, if Bitcoin had just absolutely gone on a ripping tear, like Movies Plus would be in a completely different situation. But I don't think it would be a better situation because I would probably be disincentivized to build like we're building. I wouldn't be building at the fervent pace that we're at. You know what I mean? If we got fat and happy just off of Bitcoin's price rising, I don't know. I'd like to yeah. think we'd be building, but, you know, it, it's just, you know, this is where the, this is where the true generational wealth is made. You know, you, you stick your, you know, you put your head down and you just, you, you stack sats. I'll shout out to, uh, to BTC pup, one of our listeners, um, you guys should give him a follow if you ever find him, uh, you know, on Twitter. Um, I think it's at BTC Pup. Um, but uh, dude's a dude's a real one, and he just stacks, you know, just stacks away. Like I asked him if he was gonna. I said, "Hey, do you want to meet up at Miami?" And he said, "No, it would take away from my, um, you know, weekly DCA." And I was like, "Damn it, I'm not as good of a Bitcoiner. I need to be better." Because um, why did I spend money on going to the conference? I mean, it was worthwhile. So. Uh, but is it Bitcoin pup? Yeah. Yeah. Bitcoin pup. I think with okay. the orange paw, yep, the... the orange paw. Okay. Yeah. Everyone okay. give him a follow. Cause uh, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a newer one, but a real one, just like uh, we think we are hopefully, um, you know? So yeah, it's just, you know, in times like this, it's like you, you've got a little less than two years to the next having. So you've got a little less than two years to stack your balls off. And the way to do that is to increase your cash flows, uh, lower your overhead, you know, cut things out that, uh, that you don't really need in life. It's funny. God, I wish I could just get rid of, I mean, I constantly, I'm thinking about just selling my, like my main car. So it's stupid. Why did I buy it? I bought it in 2018. What an idiot. Um, and you know, if I could sell that, not only would it lower my overhead, but I could stack some corn. Um, so you might you know, want to do that fast. Cause I heard, yeah, uh, de- demand keeps going down and, uh, the insane prices for rental, uh, I mean, uh, used cars is actually, uh, backfiring. So, yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, I was, uh, I mean, I, at the time I still needed the car. I still need it. I'd have to replace it with something, but I just get something used. But, um, you know, the dealership contacted me and offered the price that I bought it for three years ago. And I was like, I, I added like 20% to it and said, you give me that I'll drive down and give you the car right now. Um, they didn't re- reply, but anyways, um, you know, just take, look at like, uh, when I had Daniel Prince on, he, we were talking about cars and, he said he has like a 20 year old, some car. And he said it purrs like a kitten, but it uh, still gets him from point A to point B. Um, you know, and I thought about this. Okay. So just total a side note, we won't go too long because we're going a little long on news made simple, but um, you know, think about the stupid stuff that we're willing to spend money on for stupid reasons. And I'll say that my car is one of them 
because it's a nice car and everything. And like, I was sitting at a target pickup order yesterday and this like old guy was walking by while I was sitting there and he just pointed and goes, I like your ride, you know? And I was like, thanks. And then I thought about it while I was waiting for the order to come out. And I was like, that used to hit me a lot differently. Like it's insane that I, I spend that money on the car. Like 90% of the reason that people spend the money on things like that is for that moment when somebody yeah. says, I like your ride. And I was like, just sitting there, like upset with myself. Like, I'm like, what an idiot. Like, why, why, what a, what a fiat mind to sit there. Total side note. This was hilarious. So then the target order comes out and, um, you know, the girls, there are like, hi, here's your bag. And she's putting the bags up and she pulls the last bag up that had milk in it. I don't know what happened, but somehow when she lifted it up, the carton of milk exploded and it just started shooting milk out of the bag and like all over the car and everything. It was really funny. Cause she was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, I mean, you didn't do it on purpose. Like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so the poor girl, cause then she went inside and like her manager came out and gave me like a gift card. I was like, <laughs> I was like, tell her it's not a big deal. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, the poor girl, she's, I doubt she's listening, but if she happens to be listening, that'd be the greatest coincidence. And it was, I hope she can laugh about it. But, um, anyways, that's my, my little wisdom, um, you know, is don't focus on the, the price of Bitcoin. If you're sweating the price of Bitcoin, um, then you probably, uh, aren't in a great you're not probably probably have too much money in bitcoin if the price bothers you that's what i'll that's what i'll end with any other news or notes no just to add on that like it's not just bitcoin obviously if anyone listens to the show or keeps up with news in general everything's tanking so i mean i had a conversation with my mom just catching up over the phone and she's like yeah bitcoin's not doing so good kid and i'm just like have you seen the world yeah like I mean, uh everything's on fire so what's this is not surprising <laughs> so. no exactly that's what like i've had that conversation with people where they go bitcoin's down and i'm like so's everything else um yeah. like i met a i met a neighbor um which is like rare out here because you have to be like walk very far to find each other wow. but um it's like a seven like probably a dude in his like 70s talking to him and then you know we just you know said hi blah 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 and then his phone was ringing he's like sorry i gotta take this name said all right nice meeting you walk away and i can hear him as he picks up the phone he goes hello and he's like well i know if this market would stop tanking damn money would keep going down and i was like it's everywhere it's not just bitcoin you yeah. know it, we kind of get in our bitcoin bubble and forget that um everything is pooping yeah so while Which everything is, nice. is pooping just stack yeah which is nice, as you said earlier, like have another hobby, go outside, have the grass between your toes, whatever. And I've really had to do that. I've thankfully been able to do that within the last year. Uh, ironically enough, as like heavy I am on Bitcoin, Twitter, and just trying to funnel out uh, signal from all the noise. But yeah, like take a break, go out, take a breather. It's summertime. It's hot as hell where I'm at in Texas, but enjoy it, you know, go to the beach or your local watering hole or something and just take a take a breather and just be lucky that you're here living through this wonderful revolutionary time not just money but the world and be thankful for 
people around you and your loved ones and everything's going to be okay if, as long as you as you have people that are, are worth having yep so what it all is about well, everybody, thank you for listening to News Made Simple. And thanks again to Shift Crypto and the Bitbox02 hardware wallet. As always, get your coins off the exchange and go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use that promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off. And I will, uh, oh, then I seriously just check out Movies Plus, guys. We're absolutely crushing it. And there's tons of content going up there. And I mean, like through pom- promo codes that we're releasing and stuff, you can get it for like, a little over $2 a month. So um, yeah, it's uh, a great place to go to uh, uncuck yourself as Phil says. Hey, you beat me to it. Yeah, seriously. I'm, I'm super stoked what's happening there. I, I think hopefully I don't jinx this, but hopefully as the world keeps on lighting on fire and people keep getting kicked off, people are going to be desperate and thirsty for actual real shit content that they want to consume and fill in their veins with truth. So by that, that's, that's what they're trying to do over there in Movies Plus. So getting while the game is good and it's only going to get better. Yep. Yep. Inflation relief. Go there and get your promo code and, and get your discount. But uh, all right, guys, we will talk to you guys next week and stay humble, stack sats, and keep your head up, keep your chin up. <laughs>